We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. One of the best things about having dinner every Saturday night with the same priest is you can ask the question, anybody have a decent homily for tomorrow morning? Usually like one in ten will answer, yeah, I got this going. And I said, it's especially pressure tomorrow because I'm going to Lourdes, so I got to give a 40-minute homily, you know, like Father Brian did. (laughs) Father Brian did not think that was very funny. (laughs) One of the guys said an interesting point. He said, "Um, I'm going to preach tomorrow about Lazarus and the gospel, but I'm going to frame it within the parallel of the rich young man. And he said, there's two Greek words that help us to kind of understand uh, a bit of how these stories are meant to kind of be a framework, kind of a mirror of each other. And I said, yeah, that's what I was thinking I was going to do also. So that sounds like we're kind of thinking about the same thing. So we're going to steal his idea, and we're going to talk about that this morning. So the rich young man who approaches Christ several chapters ago, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then this experience of, Z- of Zacchaeus, which is one of the most profound and kind of uh, moving conversion stories within Luke's depiction of the public ministry of Christ. The key word we want to focus in on this morning in the the Zacchaeus story is not so much the climbing of the tree, uh, the calling down of Christ, even the giving up of half of his wealth. But the key thing begins in this phrase, he desired to see. He desired to see. What gets the whole catalyst and the dynamism of his conversion moving is this initial desire to see. And when we, when we reflect back upon the rich young man, we realize that's precisely what's missing in him that never gets that going. It never gets the engine going. Things never start to fire and move him into this conversion, this experience of faith, and this newfound discipleship with Christ. So the desire to see, in some ways, is this primary foundational movement that has to happen within the human heart in order for the catalyst of the life of faith to begin. And I think in many ways, this is something that we overlook when we speak about faith. So what brings these two together? What brings Zacchaeus and the rich young man together? Well, first thing, they were both extremely wealthy, right? The Gospels tell us this. So these were men of means, of stature, of prominence, of power, right? And the Greek uses the word arche for both of them, which means that they were in a position of authority. So these are the powerful ones. These are the ones whose authority is felt, right? These are the ones who likely used extortion means of their power in order to gain personal wealth, to gain personal power. These are not likable people, right? That's the important thing to remember. The rich young man, and especially Zacchaeus, approaching Christ would have been the worst possible boss Um, you know, former friend, college roommate, politician, whatever you have in your mind for that just horrible, difficult person, right, who views the world with the logic of power, the logic of Nietzsche. This is who we're talking about, is encountering Jesus. And this is why it's so radical for us to see their experience and the way that Jesus deals with them. So how do they begin? The rich young man builds off his riches and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He continues with the logic of egotism, right? 
Holiness, a self-made project, self-manufactured. Jesus, I like what you're doing. Let's integrate this into the corporate structures by which I'm already living out my life. How can I take what you're doing, fabricate this into my own self-made project as I self-actualize in order to become the best version of myself? Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This sounds like modern man, right? This sounds like all of us in some ways. Contrast that with Zacchaeus. He says nothing to Jesus. All he desires is to see him. The desire to, that awakens in Zacchaeus, I must see this man, I must glimpse him, means that within his own heart was not this movement towards egotism, this movement towards appropriating the gospel to adorn my own self, but a fundamental disillusionment that happened within his own perfect, put-together, rich life. And so that movement began somewhere in his heart, and we don't know the story of that. This is one of these things that will be revealed in heaven. What was it about Zacchaeus that led him to the desire to see Jesus? What was it that moved his heart to say, something else must work because what I'm doing and what I'm about is not working? And we don't know that, but I imagine it was suffering. Because suffering is the thing that breaks us and breaks down our egotism and says, I, cannot no, I can no longer do what I desire on my own abilities. Suffering is the thing that rips us out of our own culture, of our own world, of our own self-made projects, and says, all of this is empty because all of this is unfulfillable within myself. I believe it was suffering that drove him for the desire to see, Zacchaeus, that drove him up that tree. And that is the difference between Zacchaeus and the rich young man. And so we have to ask ourselves today as we approach this altar, are we the rich young man? Are we Zacchaeus? Are we continuing the work of appropriating Christ into our own kind of egocentric existence? Or are we being dispossessed by Jesus through suffering? This can look in a variety of different ways, right? But what is the thing in your life that you cannot fix? The thing that's overwhelming you? the thing that's just breaking you, that you're perseverating on, that you simply, by your own abilities, by your own power, cannot get under control. That might be the thing, the very thing, that like Zacchaeus, is going to drive you to say, Jesus, I desperately want to see you in this, in this broken relationship, in this friend who's dying, in this loss of my job, in this confusion in my vocation. Jesus, where are you? I desire to see you. That's the movement up the tree. And once we're in the tree, the adventure of the life of faith begins. Because precisely at the moment when we open our hearts to see Jesus in the suffering, see him in the impossible, is exactly the moment when we encounter the heart and the mystery of faith. Namely, that Jesus is seeing us. The experience and the event upon which the life of faith is built is not so much our desires, our faith, our ability to see Jesus, but it's the awakening of the reality that Jesus exactly is beholding us, and that's the mystery of Zacchaeus. St. Augustine uh, has these great phrases that he uses when he wants to describe these things, and he said, videntum videre, that was one of these great kind of Augustinian axioms, videntum videre, having been seen we see. Having been seen, we see. The crisis that we're living in is a crisis of faith. This is the crisis of the modern age, and in many ways this is the crisis of every age. Modern man has despaired of the ability to see. 
When we talk about the nons, right, and the non-version, as I'll call it, of our Catholic friends and children who profess complete disaffiliation from any religion, one in four Americans now, what is happening here? Have they broken free of the shackles of this medieval religion? Or have they despaired of the ability to see? Have they despaired that in their suffering, if I awaken my heart to the possibility of seeing, of pursuing Jesus in that broken, impossible moment, will I see him? They've despaired of that. And so our task today as Christians, as we continue to live the life of the resurrection, is to awaken in our hearts the desire to see Jesus, to climb the tree of Zacchaeus, and to allow Christ's gaze to penetrate and heal and perfect our hearts. This is the invitation of the life of faith. This is the adventure, because as we descend that tree, we enter into the life of Christ, we bring him into our house, and we get to share in the joys and the riches of the Trinitarian life. So Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of Zacchaeus. We thank you for whatever suffering you sent into his life that broke him, that opened his heart to seek you, to see you. And we thank you, Jesus, above all things, that for every one of us in this church, every one of us in this world, that you gaze upon us with that perfect Trinitarian love at this very moment.